0: Always remember, it's never just the product, it's the brand. It doesn't matter how big or small your company is, starting the branding process in the early stages is essential. A brand is not just a logo, each part serves as a chapter to your story, and you want to convey that message concisely and professionally. Tune in to the Dominate Your Market podcast, as Rami Guzlan shares how branding is not just about logos or colors, and why businesses should prioritize branding.
1: I want to welcome you to the Dominate Your Market podcast, where we interview leaders, CEOs, founders, and high-impact business development professionals to get their insights on how you can grow your business efficiently, build an amazing company, and still have a life. Today's guest is Rami Guzlan. Rami is the founder and brand strategist at Tenby Studios where he helps SaaS and direct-to-consumer founders become top of mind with their target audience through people-focused brand strategy. I love that, by the way. We're going to definitely have to talk about that. Rami, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. really appreciate it.
1: No, this is awesome. You know, I came across you on LinkedIn and thought, okay, this guy's got some stuff to talk about here. So I was super pumped to have you on. And uh, just to hear your twist on, you know, how you think branding, how it should be, how it should look. Kind of who you work with. Right. Because you know, like a lot of industries out there, there's lots of brand people and they're Absolutely. all very good. And I had one on yesterday that was amazing. So, you know, it's um, I love the idea of the crossover of people in similar industries, but you know, there's no other Rami. Right. So right, it's like, right. <laughs> what's your take on it? But before we get into that, give our listeners kind of a little bit of a background on you and, and kind of where you came from and how you got to where you're at now.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, in terms of where I came from, um, I started off doing kind of logo design and branding work and I started doing that pretty young, honestly, uh, like in high school uh, times awesome. and stuff like that. Love so it. I, uh, I actually met a teacher back, back in high school who became kind of like my mentor and he showed me like, he was like, Hey man, you have, you have, you know, you have a talent, you can make money off of this. And he showed me what freelancing was and that kind of skyrocketed everything for me. So from there it was like, I made $15 on a logo when I was like 16
1: 15. and
0: I was like, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so I I got hooked. I was really hooked. And so I I kept going and I was on Fiverr for a minute, but then I moved to Upwork. And this whole transition of doing things led me to bigger and bigger companies. Um, And it kind of, I started naturally moving into the SaaS and D2C space. And D2C is like direct to consumer um, brands. Um, So essentially moving through that whole thing, I met a few people who were brand strategists at the time. And they kind of essentially took me under their wing. I got a little lucky with that. And uh they showed me the ropes, really showed me what it means to build a, a brand and especially in the D2C space originally. Um, and then I personally moved a little bit into SaaS as well. Um, but yeah, so I mean that's where I started. And then about two years ago, I started a small company called Tembi Studios, and it's only about four of us. But um what we do is we help SaaS and D 2 C companies become top of mind. Um and the way we do that is through communicating your value. And and you know, I'll get more into what that means. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really great. I, the whole process of, of growing this up to the point it's at and uh, it's only up from here. So.
1: Well, that, that's an awesome story. and You know, it, it blows me away and I talked about that with the gentleman yesterday is that when you think of brand, which is all about your messaging and differentiating and, and standing out from everybody else. So many people don't, so many companies and CEOs and business owners, that's like an afterthought. Absolutely, why, yeah. why do you like, why do you think that is? If we want to get in their head a little bit, And it might be difficult for you, but maybe you've had some conversations where you can answer that. But why do you think it's sort of like an afterthought branding where it's like so critical?
0: Yeah. So here's, that's one of the biggest objections I've seen, especially with when I was first starting and doing just emerging SaaS and D2C. So like you just started or something like that. Um, The biggest objection was, okay, let's, let us get some leads. We're working with this lead, um, you know, company. They're going to go do all this cold outreach for us. Let's get some leads first, and then we'll come back to you and worry about branding. And I I sit there and, you know, I shake my head because it's like, well, you're getting cold leads. Those leads aren't qualified. They're not able to qualify themselves. You're going to get in a million sales calls and book nothing. And that's what's ended up happening. I mean, there was a company literally a few months back who did this exact thing with me. And um, I messaged him a few weeks ago and I said, Hey man, how's everything going with with that lead company? They said, man, I've been book solid with the calls. We haven't had a single user, not one person signed up. And um, so now we're, we're, you know, we're in talks doing a whole strategy thing. Um, but going with the brand first mentality makes, allows you to, first of all, attract your your target customers, but also make it very clear as to who you are as a brand. Um, because we're not in, you know, it's not the, the, the dot-com boom anymore. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing everything. So the only way you're going to differentiate yourself is by being yourself and being different and truly developing a human persona around your brand rather than into doing all this cold outreach because there's a million other companies out there who do exactly what you do.
1: Human persona. that That's a big phrase right there. Human persona. Because I think, you know, what would you say to... So a lot of my clients, CEOs, they're kind of behind the scenes. Some of them aren't even on their own websites. And that's a whole other discussion. We won't talk about that. But but, what would you say to them? What What would that look like to them? Let's say you're pitching somebody and it's a CEO and they've got hundred employees and maybe it's a blue collar company. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's right. like, well, what? people don't need to know me? I don't need to be. And, and maybe he's not very social. Um, a lot yeah. of my, a lot of my clients are men. So sorry for the reference to he, but a lot of my yeah. clients are men, but, but what, what would you say to, if you were on a call like that, yeah. right. And, and I would love to hear it. I'd love to be a, like a, what do you want to call that on a, a fly on the wall? Right. But yeah. To, to see, what would you say to that, to a, like a blue collar, let's say this guy's, 50 years old. He's had the company for 15 years. He's not even on his website. But when you go to the website and you have done a bit of your research, which I'm sure you do on everybody for a call, you go, yeah, I don't know what these guys are about. I have no clue. What would you say to a CEO like that? Because that would be a lot of our listeners, right? What would you say to them?
0: And so they're they're looking to what, what you're trying to say is that they need to make themselves a part of this brand as well, is, is what you're trying to say. Well, okay. I'm I'm asking you, should they number one? Should they, okay, yeah. I was just trying to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, should they should they be
1: and what should be, you know, obviously we know as a company, if you don't have a clear message, then forget it. But yeah. but what would you say to that individual?
0: Right. Because
1: okay. a lot of them, you're probably not gonna get a 50 some year old man to <laughs> say, one. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot video and I'm gonna step out front. Yeah, I'll do it. You're probably not going to get it. Right. So how would you work with somebody like that? that great question.
0: That's a great question. So if when I'm talking to just founders specifically, um, especially with these kind of like so let's say for example, I run these workshops, which I can talk about later, but um, it's usually a stakeholder team. And so when I'm just talking to the founder of of the company, um, I I usually reference people who have very strong personal brands and then bring that back to D2C. So for example, um, a lot of uh, the people I talk to are on LinkedIn very often, so I ask them, "Hey, do you know Justin Welsh?" And they say, "Yeah, I do." And I said, "Okay, how do you know Justin Welsh? Um, like, what's your, what's the main way you know him?" And they said, "Oh, well, I actually listened to his podcast the other day, and obviously I see his posts all the time, and then I read his newsletter the other day about da da da." And it's like, okay, so do you know? And then I bring up, um, you know, somebody in in my network that I know who I personally think is underrated, for example, that that matches them. And I say, "Do you know this person?" And they say, "No, who's that?" And I say, exactly, this is this is the point. So when it comes to you know D2C or even personal branding, but it it, it does apply to D2C especially, um, is you should be part of your brand. You should be in all these different touch points. And as a founder now, I mean, like we were just saying, you want to humanize your brand. And the best way to do that is to put a face in front of it. Um, and it should be your face. You know your brand inside and out. You know your company inside and out. You need to be able to share your story in a way that brings people to you and attracts that target audience to you. People who have the same mindset as you, um, because we buy based off of, off of and then we justify with logic. Right? So it's like, you want to really get in front of your target audience and you want to share your story in a way that appeals to them. Um, and the only way to do that is if you are genuinely part of your brand.
1: You know, you know, what's interesting when you say that is when, and I think of a lot of my clients that are literally hiding behind their companies, um, you know, it's, um, you know, I've got a team that builds websites, right? And that's on the, that's, that's different from my consulting with clients. But, mm-hmm. and the second most visited page on a business website is the about page, right? Statistically proven. And when you, yeah. when you tell a, an owner that they're like, wow, what? And then, exactly. when you, then when you pull up their about page and it's, it's,
0: it's, it's like nothing, it's horrible. Right. It's
1: horrible, right? right? Like yeah. some 20 year old picture, if they even have <laughs> a picture and it's exactly. all about, you know, credentials and all that stuff. Right. And so right away, I say, okay, well, listen, if you don't want to get, embrace this branding stuff, how can we get you to shoot a video, like a 30 second video, tell yeah. your story, but make the story to the benefit of your ideal prospect. Exactly. Don't just be me, me, me. Right. 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 So exactly. That's, you know, and, and I want to hear your take on that because yeah. a lot of them might not embrace a full blown branding package. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But,
1: but if you could even get a first step of like, okay, you know, John, right? Our fictitious guy here, John, how about this? Can we get you just I'll even do a zoom call with you and we'll record the dang thing when you're talking and then all of a sudden we'll clip it out. And then you'll, you'll have a founder story and people, when they go to the about page, or you can put that on your LinkedIn page or whatever. Now they know the guy, the person behind the company, man or woman, by the way, absolutely, and they know the reason why you even have the company.
0: And yeah. And getting people on board to do that, I think starts with, you know, talking about the result of it. Right. So you, I think it goes to talking about first, why did that first person buy from you? So let's say you're an emerging company. Let's say you're, you're just starting out. Maybe you just got funding and now you're looking to scale. So how did you get that first user base? How did you get the first buy? What made them pull out their wallet? Um, and go talk to them, you know, physically go and interview these people and figure out what, you know, what is it that attracted them to you? Because we already know there's a thousand other people a thousand other views out there. Um, so, what attracted them to you, and then it's about really replicating that. So, like you're saying, I mean through that founder story, for example, through that about page, um when you're talking, you want to be talking about these different points that people brought up um so for example if let's say it's your your actual personality, let's say you you talk to somebody and you got a big you know account on your on your SaAS startup or whatever um, if it's your personality, then lean into your personality during your your story. I mean, don't just Put that off to the side. And this is something I even struggled with, which is funny because it was an, an ironic twist. It was like I'm helping all these people, telling them what to, to do this, you know, strategy. And then I'm coming to my LinkedIn and ignoring all the pieces that differentiate. Everybody me.
1: does it. We right? all do
0: it. So it's like, and once I started to to put more emphasis on these pieces, then the growth started happening, traction started building, inbound leads started coming in. So really talk to your customers and bring in their point of view into your story. And that's you know you'll start to really replicate your most high profit um clients
1: now i know a lot of the work you do is d2c direct to consumer um a lot of my clients are b2b Yeah. so even though that might not be kind of your sector you're still a professional at branding so what would you say on a b2b B standpoint you know now it's business to business it's it's right. it's not it's still humanistic and we can talk about this too by right. the way because when one person's talking to another you've got the buyer you got exactly. the seller. It's two human beings right there. Absolutely. So, yeah. so in B two B, what would you say to that? And what would you say again? Let's go back to you're having a conversation with the founder, right. the CEO, the, the business owner, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I don't get. It. I don't. I don't get why I need to be even involved. It's, we're B two B. You know, I've got my salespeople. I've got we're doing our thing. What would right. you say to that?"
0: So if somebody <clears throat> thinks that brand does not matter and they can just essentially focus on their you know cold outreach, their sales team, and things like that. Um, I would essentially ask them what their quality of of work is right now, or their quality of customers are right now. Are they happy with the quality? Um, and if they're not, if they are happy with the quality, then honestly, I would step back and say, you know what, maybe we're not a good fit and that's okay. Um, but if they're not happy with the quality and they feel like, okay, there are these, you know, a few accounts or, or if you're B2B, there are a few clients that are really just draining us. They're taking all of our time. And it's just like, you know, we're getting underpaid and overworked. And we're seeing this over and over and we're saying yes to everything just because we need the income. And this is our main source of income. Um, so I would look at that and I would say, OK, well, who are your highest you know, performing clients? And we would look at those clients and essentially like, OK, how can we replicate those those people? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the interviewing piece, but now it's about the whole strategy piece. As a B2B brand, I mean, we're in this new age of branding now, right? So, For sure. so the definition hasn't necessarily changed, but now it's more focused on building genuine and more personal relationships with your audience. Um, so, you know, rather than this whole cold outreach and, hey, look at me, look at me, um, it's more about I see you from, from you know, in terms of us to our customers. Um, and so how do we do that? And I think the main pieces are getting your employees online. So if you're B2B, you're a small right. business, um, that's a big thing is... You know, getting people representing your brand, show that your employees actually enjoy working with you, um, show that people like your company culture and know what you do. Um, and that gives you other touch points. It gives you more you know, areas to build trust because like we were, like we were saying before, um, you, don't want to be, you don't want to be behind the wall of your logo, essentially, online, um, especially now. Uh, and, and one of the best ways to do that is to get, yes, you into the customer story, but also get the other people working with you to advocate for you and to talk about you. Um, another thing is start active listening. I mean, when you're online, when you're scrolling, start really reading into what people are saying, you know, get into what people's opinions are, um, ask questions, go into comments, go DM people. Um, another piece is that when you're building out your messaging and then, you know, your brand touch points, which are, you know, the different areas that you're, uh, the different mediums that you present yourself online. Um, take your customer's POV into account. Don't do anything that's, you know, not moving the needle for you. Uh, make sure you're on diff- all the platforms that actually make sense and are actually going to move the needle for your business. Um, and then just honestly, overall, just be transparent. Um, you know, make it feel like there's a real person behind this team. Make it feel like the team is is really working together and, and together on a common mission. Um, and that's a, a really great way to to scale your B2B um, Highest performing customers, rather than you know what you're current, what people are currently doing now. In terms I of think cleanup. what
1: you said that I think what you said is critical, and it's a, cha- a whole chapter in my book. By the way, it's a whole chapter. Of, in my, yeah, so, my book, dominate your market. The yellow you know, yeah. one back there, but the book talks about having your team become evangelists for your company. Right. So I use yeah. the word evangelist.
0: That's a great word. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So because really, if and again, that goes into company culture, which I've got people on the podcast that talk all about culture, which is critical by the way, but, but if you can get your team on board with the brand message and, and if they're out and about and they can spew it out, like, you know, yep. what do you guys do and what do you da da da? You've just, you've, you, you've turned, let's say you got
0: a company of a hundred, yep. you just turned a hundred people into your best sales people. Absolutely. And that compounds like that. I mean, it's exponential growth too, because especially once you have people like that, you have a whole team of advocates and that's a whole, another piece of this new age thing, right? So, we're looking to build more than a customer base. We're looking to build a fan base. And the way you do that is through this whole advocation piece. Um, so yeah, get your customers online or get your employees online. It's, it's very important.
1: Yeah, yeah, when you said that, that re- and I thought I wrote a chapter on that in my book. There you go. So Because um, it is critical, right? Because I, yeah. I think if, if you can get your team, however big your company is, 10 people, 100 people, whatever, if you can even get even a percentage of them that yep. that really enjoy their job and want to talk about it out in public exactly. in social environments wow like it's you just huge, yeah. it is massive right cuz exactly. cuz when people hear an employee happily talk about their job and yep. the company talk and about a brand message there it is
0: exactly and another piece is let's say you're smaller let's say you have 3 4 people and nobody wants to go online Um, then now it's time, it's your job to go online. So now it's your job as the founder to start building out your personal brand and to show the passion that you have behind what you're building. Um, Because that's what people rally behind. I mean, they rally behind your passion people like other passionate people. So if you can show that what you're doing means something and it's valuable to you, and you can do that while growing a community at the same time, then you can make up for, you know, maybe the employees that don't want to be online. Uh, for example, it's it's really powerful.
1: Well, you know, what's interesting too, is that, well, especially for me in the B2B sector, there's really only one platform and we know the platform, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. LinkedIn. Yeah, so, so, you know, I think even for the older, you know, that, and I'm 59, by the way. So I think even Go for ahead. the 50-year-old 50, 50 CEO awesome. or founder, um, they, to tell them, listen, really, we got one platform. Just get on LinkedIn, wake up in the morning, yep. seven o'clock, if you get in the office at eight, 7 o'clock, 7.30, just log into your LinkedIn. Yep. Take a look around, you know. Just leave a, some
0: comments, yeah.
1: Leave some comments, do yeah. a post, you know, and, and, you know. Nobody is too big, in, their, in my opinion, um, and boy, I talk about this a lot in my book too, where I've, 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 I've had clients of mine that, you know, worth $60 million, $80 million, personally worth that. Wow. I don't care. Yeah. I don't no, care. Exactly. I don't care. You are a human being. Do you like right. your company? Are you proud of your company? That's all I said too. Then yeah. get out there. Exactly. Right? So there's really no excuse for anybody to say, oh, no, I've got 100 employees. I don't need to. Now, I mean, it's right. almost it's almost as if they're saying it's below them.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Which you know, and they're
1: like post on LinkedIn. What, what, why would I do that?
0: Exactly. And yeah, that's that's the thing, especially B2B. I mean, your thing is person to person business. So it's like you should show your personality. You should be online in a sense where people feel like they know you without actually ever talking to you. I mean, think about people on YouTube or, or, you know, the videos you see on LinkedIn, you feel like, you know, these people, you feel like they're creators that are part of your life ingrained in your day to day. When you hop on a call with your favorite creator, you're not uncomfortable. You don't feel like I have to get to know this person. You know them. Yeah. You feel like you know them, you trust them already. And that's, that's the whole power of building out your personal brand, especially B2B, even D2C space. For sure.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah you know, it's interesting when if you think about this, even from like a return on investment, let's, let's get into like the money part of branding, right? Because yeah. so, so, a lot of people are like, Oh, it's an ROI for branding. I mean, you can't even define it, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. what I say to that. So what if you shot, let's say you, you're, you're in B2B and I've got lots of clients in this, in this sector that, that a client, a transaction's worth six and seven figures, mm-hmm. one transaction, right? Because it's B2B,
0: right?
1: right. It's big, it's big. Yeah, exactly. so, so I tell every CEO client of mine, so, if we shot a strategic 30-second video and you put that on your, the website, on the About page, maybe even on the Home page, and we right. put that on like your LinkedIn and we pin it and it's at the top, right. you do, not, do you think, sir or, or ma'am, do yeah. you think that if somebody watched that video and they were in your market that in months to come, you might not get a client from that 30-second video? And they go quiet on me. Right. And and I, and I go, are you there? Hello? Are you there? Right. (laughs) And they were like, probably. And I said, okay, so 30 second investment of your time to make millions. Yep. Yep. Hmm.
0: It's, 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 it is an investment too. That's the thing. So that's, that's the piece that is maybe the biggest hurdle to get over when thinking about investing in something like this, um, is that it is an investment. So the costs are incurred now and you get the benefits later. Um, but those benefits are are compounding. So something I like to say is the difference between marketing and branding is that marketing tells you who you are and branding makes people fall in love with you. So the, the entire idea is that when you're building out your brand, um, what you want to do is you want to position yourself in a way where people are falling in love with you. And the, the only way people do that is over time. That doesn't happen overnight. Right. Um, so. In terms of uh, you know investing in branding and, and things like that, you want to be able to see have a future oriented mindset, be able to look a few years in the future and realize for for example that that video clip example you're talking about, realize that within a year you're going to have a full sales funnel just from that video that's that's essentially working for itself and working like an automated machine 100%. rather than you having to put any team into that um, just because you put in the upfront work and made that investment to create a video and a branding element that really uh, appealed to your customers. Um, yeah, so it, it is.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, another thing you mentioned is new age branding, new age of branding. Right. What do you mean? What do you, I can, I can make guesstimations on what you mean, but, yeah. but tell our listeners what, what that is.
0: Sure. Yeah. So essentially this is changing. This isn't changing the definition of branding that I was talking about earlier, which was, you know, your market, your perception of the market, what people think of you. Um, but what it is changing is the tactics that we use to shape those perceptions. Um, so rather than, uh, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, uh, I think I touched on it. It was essentially just, um, rather than the entire, like cold outreach and the whole marketing focus thing. Um, it's more focused on building those genuine and personal relationships with people, um, and then scaling those relationships up. Um, so this new age is very focused on you and the customer pretty equally 50, 50, um, and what I mean by that is you spend time defining who you are without thinking about your customer in any way, shape, or form. Um, define what your mission is. What are you here to do? Um, what are your driving values as a company? Um, and how are you going to hold yourself in the market? Uh, what's your personality look like? Things like that. So figure out what your core brand first, and then make assumptions about your customers. Um, and you know what I mean by that is think about, well, okay, what do, what do I think made them pull out their wallet and buy from me? What do I think their day-to-day looks like? What do I think motivates them? from there it's about validating those assumptions through things like interviews and 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 um, you know customer research focus groups um and then applying that to to essentially create a brand that communicates the value that you bring um, from your point of view in a way that by speaking your customers language if that makes sense um, and and so it's that 50-50 split that's that's more focused on building up a community and building up people that are like minded rather than you know we fix your solution type of or if we fix your problem type of uh, thing. And it's more of, you know, we think the same. We're very like-minded people. We should work together. We should be in the same community. And from there, it builds trust over time and, and compounds. Um, and that's kind of the new age piece, philosophy. That, that's
1: a great definition. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting because it really does surprise me that probably, I, I'm going to say this, and you, you probably could attest it better than me because that's, this is your profession, but I'm going to I'm going to guess that, the majority of, 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 companies, and that's over 50% is a majority. Yep. Yep. I would like, I'd like to say almost 80 or 90%, but the majority of companies have no brand. Absolutely, It's a confusing brand. If they have one, yep. it makes no sense to what they offer and what the benefit is to the end. So when you see that, like, I mean, what goes through your mind? I mean, cause you know, this is what you do for a living. Right. So, I mean, right. I know for me, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh
0: my god! yeah, literally that's my first thought. I just, I shake my head and it's like, okay, you're cause at first glance, when something's not clear, it's, it's way too complex. And it's actually, it's way harder to be simple than it is to be complex. Um, it takes a lot more work to cut out things that, that might mean a lot to you personally, or, or, you know, things that you feel like are working, but aren't, um, so when I see something like that, my first thought is cut everything, go down to the core of what you are. What do you do? What's your offer? What's your message? Once you're, once you're there, then go from each piece, you know, what's the biggest priority to you. For example, let's say you see a company, you go on their website and it's talking about, you know, like it's something completely different from the post you just came from, you know, right? Let's say you got, you saw a post, you get on the website and it's like, what is this? This doesn't feel like the same thing at all. Um, So it really comes down to, okay, you see that you need to fix it. How do you fix it? Um, So step one is, yeah, go down to the core. What do I offer? And what's the core message? And who am I serving? Those three pieces. Once you have that laid out, um, which are just three simple questions, really lay out those answers to those and then figure out, okay, where's my best platform to be? What's my best thing to do? And just do that one thing, see how it works, then iterate and improve, iterate and improve. Don't throw everything at a wall and see what sticks throw things lightly at the wall and see what sticks, you know, because when you throw everything, it confuses people and it deters people and then it's hard to get their attention back. So you don't really want to mess up by, you know, trying everything and being overly complex.
1: How how do you feel about like, you know, I'm big on, um, and I talk about this in my book as well, but the word pain is a big motivator, right? Pain is probably the biggest motivator, right? When somebody's in, in in enough pain they'll finally make a decision. And, and I t- at the end of the, my book, I've got a really cool story. B- very, very just human story um, that uh, just like caps off the book. It's like, oh my God. Awesome. Yeah, and I have to awesome. read it. Yeah, 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 I think you'd enjoy it. It's a pretty aggressive book, but it's a, it's a, it's a great book. But anyways, um, but pain. So what about this too? If, um, so if they only did this in their brand, if they said, okay, what's the biggest pain point of our customers? The biggest one, the one that keeps that customer up at night. Yep. Get your messaging around that. Would you agree that even like if they just did that,
0: yep, that would be massive? That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And then also make sure that you're when you're doing that, communicate it in an effective way. So for example, let's say you're... I'll go back to the personal branding example. Let's say you're on LinkedIn doing a personal brand and you want to communicate this pain point. Communicate it in a digestible way that really hammers home the pain point and really like turns the key for people. You know what I mean? So when you're, when you have right out a hook, for example, make sure that it's showing that you're in their shoes and then really turn yes. that pain as you're, as you continue reading, it shouldn't also feel like a ginormous wall of text because someone's going to scroll right by and then you won't, you know, show that you value them or show that, you know, their point right. of view. So communicate it effectively, but you're a hundred percent right. As long as you just stick with the pain point piece as the basis of everything, that's more than good enough.
1: You, you, you will, you will, you will dominate your market.
0: Absolutely,
1: will <laughs> dominate your market just from doing that alone. Because most yeah. people don't do it. Most of the companies don't do that. Exactly. What I mean, address the pain because that's human psychology. Says if you yeah. offer a product or a service, well, you're offering it for a reason. Somebody has a problem you're solving. Right. Well, that's the elephant in the room right there. I like address the
0: problem. Right. Address
1: that problem right there. Yeah. So that's awesome. So now another thing you talk about. So people focused brand strategy. Right. So uh, I love that phrase, by the way. I mean, that's like almost like, I don't know if you got that on your LinkedIn, but I like that. That's really good. So so, so explain that a little bit. People-focused brand strategy. What is that?
0: Yeah, so um, that's kind of going a little bit more into that uh, process I was talking about earlier, um, where it's about making assumptions and then validating those assumptions. And the the entire idea of people-focused strategy is it's focused on qualitative data over quantitative. So I've especially, especially seen other um, branding agencies. And I actually was going to partner with one a while ago until I really didn't like the way they were doing things. Um, I didn't really enjoy the entire, you know, let's make a survey, let's send out a survey to our entire email list and let's get all these insights and see, okay, how we can adjust our messaging, which is great. De- those are definitely insights, but they're not actually useful to develop your brand in the beginning. What what is useful is figuring out your customer story, figuring out genuinely where they where they started, where they are now, and where they want to go. Um, for example, you can do this in really interesting ways. Um, something that I did uh, a few months ago, six months ago, is I wrote something called founders articles. The series was called mm. self self starters series, um, and I went and interviewed SaaS and D two C founders um, and learned about their story. I literally learned about their childhood from you know oh, wow. what, what motivated them as kids to, you know, what were your aspirations? You know, how did you end up where you are? What are your, what's your vision for the future? I didn't sell anything to them. I didn't do anything. I sat and I listened to their story and then I wrote it. Um, You can actually check it out on my my LinkedIn. I I, I will check it out for sure. But yeah, yeah, there's there's a bunch of them there. And the entire idea behind that was I want to genuinely learn what makes these people tick, what makes them actually get up in the morning and what are those deep rooted, you know, motivators? What are those things that are going to get them to, to take action? And the best way for me to do that wasn't through surveys. It was through genuine interviews and genuinely sitting and actively listening to these people. Um, And so, yeah, you can do something similar where, you know, maybe podcasts or, or, you know, articles. Um, But yeah, learn about who they are as a person and then actually apply those insights in terms of your branding. So when you're thinking about visuals and touch points and and your message, refer back to those those stories that you wrote or those, you know, interviews that you had um, and make sure they align. Uh, Make sure everything you're doing aligns. And then also you can use, if you're doing a few interviews, like what we do at Tembi, we like to set up a focus group. Um, So as we're continuing and as we're iterating, we have this group of people that we can go back to and say, Hey, what do you think? Like, what, what do you think of this? What do you, what would you do differently? What are you, you know, things like that, Um, which allows you to iterate using actual qualitative data. Um, And that's the whole people focus piece. Um, But then something else we do is that we scale those insights. So we do still use surveys, but it's based off of those interviews. Um, So after those interviews, we essentially put together a three-question survey that only has sliders. um, So to see how much people agree with the insights that we gained. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we send that out to the email list. Very simple. It's just to validate whether or not the insights we gained are actual insights or not. Um, And uh, yeah, then we go from there and develop, you know, your messaging and everything like that based off of off of that, off of the uh, customer stories.
1: That, that is awesome. You know, it, it's interesting when you talk about like the different um, strategies you can use to get that information. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a client right now that we're going to have them do a customer spotlight interview um, type of thing.
0: That's cool. Yeah,
1: There's your that's data right a, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, there it perfect. is. And so number one, you can repurpose that in so many different ways, right? You can repurpose mm-hmm. that for them. They can use it, look like the hero to all of their customer database. Yeah. Yeah. You you can gather data. You can use that on your. You know what I mean. So right. that, that's a strategy where, and we've got that. We're going to be doing that in the next month or so with one of my clients. And it's just we just created this idea of customer spotlight, that's and we interview idea. them. We interview them, and then boom, they we, we we repurpose it, and we get data. We get great information. So yeah, take some notes on that one because you might. Want yeah, I to did. That. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's um, it's interesting. So. Um, I think it's cool what you do. Uh, you know, I was so happy to come across you. Uh, you're the younger generation, and uh, I'm all about that, right? You I know, um, I'm not. I'm not the guy that's the. Even though I am 59, I'm not the guy that. Oh, look uh, at him. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, I'm not the guy that wants to be this old dude. Yeah. Like, well, you know, my kids are 27. I, I got a 27 year old son, and I, I I think he's pretty damn comfortable hanging around with me. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, we yeah. can grab a beer, and so um, I want to I want to be that way. And right. so when I came across your profile, I thought, oh my, I got to get this guy on my podcast because I just,
0: Thank your you so content."
1: Much. no, your content was great. So for people who want to find out about you and your company, um, give us websites, give us anything you can. And then that'll be on the show notes of my webpage as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So in terms of finding out a little bit more about Tempe Studios, um, you go to tempeestudios.co. So it's .co. Um, we couldn't find the .com. So here we are. But ah, um, so, so we help uh, SAS and DTC brands become top of mind. Um, and essentially how it's through a, a three-step framework, which is start off with a uh, brand strategy workshops, very interactive, um, then go into interviews, hmm. uh, and research. And then from there, go into designing your visuals and messaging. And what you end up with is a full brand strategy presentation with an implementation plan that shows you how you can gain traction and become top of mind in your market. Um, wow. so yeah, you can learn more from our website. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. um, just Ronnie Guzon. Uh, I post, you know, Monday through Friday, all about becoming yep, top there. of mind. And, yep, uh, yeah. And that's, that's pretty much it.
1: Okay. So the website, I, I want to spell it out. So it's www.tnby.com.
0: Oh, sorry. T-n-by. I should have spelled it out. T-E-N-B-Y, t-e-n-by uh, studios. So T-E-N-B-Y
1: studios.com. Studios.co. Okay. And that'll be all in the show notes as well, but I just want, I want them Cause when you said it, I could probably, some people might be like, what did you say again?
0: Yeah, sorry so, about so,
1: that. so so do it one more time. Spell it out one more time.
0: No worries. Yeah. So the website is tembystudios.co, which is T-E-N-B-Y uh, studios.co. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me though. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, Rami,
1: this this was awesome. And it's, it's great to talk to a young, hungry guy like you. I, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I just love the grind. And um, so I feed out that stuff. So, uh, yeah, same
0: here, man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, thank you for, for being on and uh, have a great day.
0: You too, man. Thank you.
1: You've just listened to the Dominate Your Market podcast with CEO, business consultant, and author Michael Peterson. Growth minded CEOs hire Michael to explode their revenues, build an amazing company, and create a transformational mindset that encapsulates growth, success, and ultimately happiness. His book, Dominate Your Market, is creating quite a stir in the marketplace. Go to dominateyourmarketbook.com and get your first chapter free.